Blog Talk Radio.
But that was when I ruled the world David Graham hosts Stay Mad Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. David Graham is a patriot who speaks about communism, cultural Marxism, Alinsky, and Islam. Also find very interesting guests, including former CIA agents, authors, and friends. Reza, thank you very, very much for uh, for contacting us and uh, agreeing to join us here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. Well, thanks so much for having me. No, I appreciate it. And uh, as promised, with me on the line is uh, our guest, Charles Faddis. Uh Open your mic right now. Charles, welcome back to Stay Mad Radio. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. No, that's, that's my pleasure, uh, our, our pleasure. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break right into bringing him right on. Uh, Usama, uh, thank you for joining me here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my joy to be with you, brother, and I uh, hope and I pray that the Lord will use it tonight. Her name is Janie Johnson. She wrote the book, Don't Take My Lemonade Stand. How are you today, Janie? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm fine. I think this is her now. Uh, is this Addie? I Hello. am here. I'm listening. Um, How are you? Very, very nice to speak with you, finally. Yeah, it surely is. So catch this and much more exciting content on AMAD Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right. We are back. After an exciting weekend, I did catch uh, some of Tesla's show over the weekend, even though I was on duty at Quantico, at the Marine Base there. Uh, I am here in beautiful old town, Alexandria, Virginia, looking out from my palatial estate here. Actually, it's a really old house that was built in the mid to late 1800s, um, inherited from my great-grandfather. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a nice old house. It's kind of creaky, though. It kind of makes its own noises. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, you're just kind of sitting there, and it's quiet, and then the house starts making noises like there's somebody walking around. I can understand how some folks would think that, uh, you know, they have ghosts in the house because, I mean, this this place, it's actually a townhouse, so it's attached to, you know, other properties. But um, nevertheless... It's got a basement, it's got a first floor, second floor, and third floor. It's pretty big, but it's it's really old. I mean, it's a really old brick brick building, and it's uh, it makes a lot of noise because all the floors are, are made out of wood, and uh, I've got bare uh, brick walls, but the floors just kind of make their own noises as if they have a well, life of their own. Anyway, let's get a get the introductions out of the way. I see we got some folks in the house here. Tesla's here, Marine Times, Evil Clown, Alexander Solo, and a lot of my good friends in the house right now. Today's date, January 9th, 2011 AD. Beautiful old town, Alexandria. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Tomorrow is my birthday. I will be 50 years old. 50 the big five O. I find myself over the last couple of years gravitating toward a lot of the shows I t- television shows I 
and radio shows. I've always been an old-time radio show fan. Ever since I was a kid, I listened to The Shadow, Dragnet, Boston Blackie, a lot of the old-time detective shows. I really, I really, I was, I was always an old, old soul, as someone would say. Even when I was, even when I was a kid. But over the last couple of years, I found myself moving back, back, ever back to my childhood. Um, watching me TV, television shows from when I was a young child, Mary Tyler Moore. Gomer Pyle, Dragnet, Dobie Gillis, Columbo, Batman, even Car 54, Where Are You? Love American Style, Naked City, Peter Gunn, a lot of shows back then. I've even collected a large a large collection on um, DVDs from the old time radio shows. I don't know, is this a sign of something? Is this me wanting to get back to when I was a child, when I was most happiest, not a care in the world, didn't have to do anything, didn't have to pay any bills, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about anything, I just had a great time. In fact, I'll tell you a little story before we get into the into the show tonight. I was like any other kid, any other toddler, you know, the, the usual unintelligible words, mama, dada, you know, that kind of thing. One day, I think I was about, oh, about 18 months, my mom said, you know how moms exaggerate. Anyway, I came in the kitchen, uh, I walked over to her and I pulled on her, on her dress and I said, propinquity, propinquity. And she looked at me, and she said, "Where did you learn that word? Propinquity. Where did you Where did you learn that?" Of course, I couldn't tell her. But I learned the word propinquity, just short of two years old, not knowing what it meant. Not really. Propinquity. In social psychology, propinquity is Latin for propinquitous. Nearness. It's one of the main factors leading to interpersonal attraction. It refers to the physical or psychological proximity between people. Proximity could mean physical proximity, a kinship between people, or a similarity in nature between things. For example, say Tesla and I despise each other. Oh, we hate each other's guts. And we find ourselves in an elevator together. And the elevator, of course, craps out between floors. Well, Tesla and I are stuck in that damn elevator for about six hours. One would think that I am going to kill Tesla. Certainly, Tesla's not going to kill me. He's much older and slower, and he's not a United States Marine. Chances are, chances of him killing me are pretty much zero. But let's just say we are going to try to kill each other. Well, by the end of that six hours, because we are locked 
in a confined space together, we exit. Chances are there's a great chance that we are going to exit that elevator, if not the best of friends, at least pretty good friends. It's called propinquity, the state of nearness. File that one away. And where did I learn this word? On an episode of Dobie Gillis. I was sitting in front of the TV, and I'm one of those kids that, you know, mom could sit in front of the television, and he and I'd just sit there. And and she, she didn't have to, you know, run after me or anything. And since I was the first child, the first child, <laughs> I was pretty much by myself for a little while. So, in an episode of Dobie Gillis, Dobie, who is after all the chicks, looking for a woman wherever he can find one, is not at all attracted to Miss Gilroy. You know who I'm talking about. Thelma. Thelma is kind of homely, but she is brilliant. She is quick-witted, and she's extremely smart. She engineers a scenario where she gets Dobie to become her lab partner there in high school after all. She explains to Dobie that at the end of their lab partner session, at the end of the class, that they will that 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 Dobie would fall in love with her. That he will have no choice because of propinquity. He explains to her that the state of the nearness, them being together, will cause him to fall in love with her. Propinquity. It's the first full intelligent word that I've ever that I ever spoke as a child. Propinquity. Now, let's get on with the show. It uh I don't know where to start. It's it's it, it's the invariable habit of bureaucracies at all times and everywhere to assume that every citizen is a criminal. Their one apparent purpose pursued with a relentless and furious diligence is to convert the assumption into a fact. Cops do it all the time. They hunt endlessly for proofs, and when proofs are lacking from mere suspicion, the moment they become aware of a definite citizen, John Doe, seeking what is his right under the law, they begin searching feverishly for an excuse to withhold it from him. And that's a fact. If you see something, say something. That is a detestable slogan of the Department of Homeland Security. This is nothing more than a campaign by this monstrous government bureaucracy to pit citizen against citizen due to false fears instilled in the people by their same bureaucracy. The government is spying on everything we do. And it is now fooling the fools into spying on themselves. This is the ultimate surf-like behavior. Imagine the year we go back 1938 
Hitler is coming to power. He's got the brown shirts. He's got the Gestapo. He's got all these guys coming out of the woodwork and asking citizens to betray citizens. If you see something, say something. If anyone speaks badly about the Fuhrer, say something. Tell someone. We'll handle it. That's how it was back then. And folks were afraid to speak. They were afraid to voice their opinions. They were afraid to uh, exercise dissent for fear of retribution by their government. So what is it that we have here and now? Currently, the state of Tennessee is acting as a testing ground for the federal government's assault on the citizens' right to privacy. TSA, TSA, the TSA dressed in state-sanctioned garb and heavily armed law enforcement cretins, or cretins if you insist, with drug-sniffing dogs are harassing the people of Tennessee on interstate highways and bus stations. They're doing this, of course, all in the same name of snooping or stopping terrorism. It's interesting how these state uh, simpletons can at the same time terrorize the general populace while protecting them from terrorists. We see it with the TSA in airports, a reason why I rarely ever fly anymore. Let me take you back to the times of Hitler. Now, I'm not accusing the president of being in league or in the same league with Adolf Hitler. No, not even close. He is a simpleton, a moron, a socialist, and a Marxist, but he is not evil. At least not as far as I can tell. But we're, we're going down the same path. Does anybody see this? I think we do. I mean, we re, we've heard the same complaints when Bush was president, how our freedoms are being taken away. Americans, uh, American government is spying on our bank records and, and, and listening into our phone calls, all in the name of protecting us from terrorists. Now it's gone even further. I take you to an article in The American Thinker, written January 9th, Today, 2012, the top reasons Obama must be removed as commander-in-chief. I'll go ahead and put the link in the chat room, but those of you following at home on your radios can go to the American Thinker and pull up the article. I found it to be extraordinary. It goes to the read, for those of you who don't have the article present, Obama recently signed a mysterious new law that proclaims all American soil is a battleground, thereby allowing the president to indefinitely detain any American citizen without charges. Critics fear will uh, critics fear Obama will use his full fun new unconstitutional powers to make his political enemies disappear, but. That may not be necessary. It goes on to read, the way things are going, most patriotic Americans will soon be six feet under. 
felled by apocalyptic strokes brought on by reading the latest outrage committed by our commander in chief. <laughs> he may not have a limit to what he'll inflict, but our collective blood pressure may have a limit to what we can bear. How right that is. With each passing hour, the question becomes not if America can survive a second term, but whether we can survive another day. It's not just the $15 trillion in debt, the Muslim Brotherhood in the catbird seat, and our bleeding open border. It's the never-ending deliberate assault against our safety and security, laughingly committed by the cold-eyed man with a nuclear code. So, without further ado, here are the five reasons Obama must be removed as commander-in-chief. Please read them while seating, the article reads. Number one, light squared. If we had an actual media, you would be able to wake up an average fourth grader at 3 a.m. and ask, who's General William Shelton? And the fourth grader would chirpously recite, he's the Air Force commander who was pressured by the White House to change his testimony about Light Squared. The facts are not in dispute. A four-star general has testified to Congress that he was pressured by the White House to alter his testimony to make it friendlier to a broadband company backed by a major Democrat donor. The problem with LightSquared's new wireless project is that it could disrupt all military communications and GPS. But what worth has the entire capacity of the military's communication system against the pledging, pledge, pledgings of LightSquared's biggest invest, investor? Philip Farcone, who shovels cash to Obama. Two, Fast and Furious. No matter how many times you hear the facts, they never get less sickening or bizarre. The United States Department of Justice deliberately ran thousands of guns to Mexico and to Mexican drug cartels which then used them to commit at least 11 violent crimes in the U.S. and 200 violent crimes in Mexico. Fast and furious guns were used to murder U.S. Border Patrol agent Brian Terry and possibly U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement agent Jamie Zapata. Number three, giving top-secret technology to our enemies. Last week brought word that Obama is planning to share U.S. nuclear defense secrets with Russia. Over the strenuous objections of security officials who say it could devastate the effectiveness of our entire defense system, they also fear Russia will share our secrets, our secrets with China, Iran, and North Korea. Remember how Obama's mommy and daddy met in a Russian class? 
If only they could see their little boy now. Obama also gave freebies to our most classified intelligence, of our most classified intelligence to Iran, refusing all three options to destroy a U.S. downed drone. Instead, he let the mullahs paw their way through our most sensitive high-tech secrets. Not to worry, he did so politely ask them to give it back. For me, I don't know about you, but for me, that's enough right then and there. We've only gotten to three, with two more to go. He wants to share U.S. government secrets with Russia. Not only is he naive, he's an idiot and stupid. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get back to number four and five, and then we're going to talk about this bill that was signed into law, giving Obama the authority to have the military arrest American citizens on U.S. soil anytime, detain us without seeing a judge and just lock us away somewhere if we're deemed a threat. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call in number 347-884-8500. We'll be right back. Please join the hit squad of dynamic radio hosts on Internet Talk Radio. Starting at 8 p.m., listen to the Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones of Gojo Media. Doc Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show weeknights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network, alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show, Live and Direct, and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio, taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do, 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 do on Friday? Well, keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition, where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week. It's an open line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners call in and let us know what's on their mind every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. But I'm afraid to do anything in the current political environment in the United States. Uh, uh, you watch television and see what's going on on this debt ceiling issue. Uh, and what I consider to be a total lack of leadership from the president, and nothing's going to get fixed until the president himself steps up and wrangles both parties in Congress. But everybody... If you haven't been listening to Socialism is Not an Option, then you're just another lapdog. And here's why. Let's get together this weekend. Hello, I'm Tesla. Anyway, your call in number is 917-388-497. And we have been listening to Annie from uh, Southern Sense, who's um, who's uh, given us some of the benefit of her wit 
and wisdom. Socialism is not an option in the Roundtable Roundup Edition, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll be back right after this. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. David from Stay Mad Radio. Um, I call in and I wanted to uh, to weigh in on on the the uh, the title of Mag. Man, your your show is right on point, and I you know it's something I wanted to talk about for a little bit, of, you know, for a while now. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Socialism is not an option. I'm your host Hessler. You're listening to the American Exceptionalism Edition. And we do have a fantastic show for you today. It's really a good one. It's part two. It's not your daddy's war. Welcome to Socialism is Not an Option, the Hot Topic Edition. I'm your host, Tesla. The entire political process offends me, so... Very, very interesting, folks. Uh, another call on the ra- line, and it looks like we've got Tony. Tony, is that you? That's me, baby. I'm just looking at your showroom in absolute amazement. Uh, we saw, we were there. I mean, we saw the bullshit that occurred back in the 60s. Man, I feel like I'm going to, back in, in time. Don't you feel that way? Has been co-opted by all the, the leftover washout hippies of your generation. That's right. You're who absolutely has, correct. Have, and, and their kids have pretty much taken it over. You are old. Yes. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. WWWDB 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. banking queen because I tend to get carried away and I start singing along. <laughs> All right. You know, folks, uh, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report and the call-in number is 347-884-8500. We're living in disturbing times. And with a disturbed president at the helm, one does not have to be an Albert Einstein to figure out what's coming next. It seems that everyone is talking about what 
could happen, and yet seem to be in denial of what is happening. Wake up, America. Wake up. This is not just some passing whim in our history, but rather a long-planned and well-thought-out agenda to bring about the end of America as we know it. We know that there are folks out there who despise America, who hate America. Why is it so far-fetched that, given the truth that there are regular American citizens out there, intelligent people, who would like to see America brought to its knees? Well, if we know that to be true, and we know that these people are not sick individuals, they're not crazy, they simply, for whatever reason, despise America. They don't like America the way it is. I know dozens of people who don't like America the way it is, who believe that America is an unjust nation. I know lots of black folks out there who believe that America raped, robbed, pillaged, stole, killed, murdered to get to where we are right now and deserve its comeuppance. These people are not crazy. They're not insane. They were simply indoctrinated into the idea that America, that America is an unjust nation that deserves to be brought to its knees, that deserves to be put in its place. So why not our president? Why not? The handwriting is on the wall. And one could, or one would, one would rather have to be blind not to see what's coming next. Conservative bloggers who speak out against the president and his agenda need to be very careful and accurate in what they say, making sure it is all fact-based and supported. Otherwise, one might find themselves taking a one-way bus ride to sunny Camp FEMA. Oh, yeah. Newsweek article that read, we are all socialists now. They put it out there. Now let's talk. Well, first, I want to go ahead and and let the, our main man, federal judge Andrew Napolitano, explain it all for you. And then we'll get into it. Feel free to call in, voice your opinions. Tell me what you think. We're gonna, we're gonna, and the judge is gonna put it down for you. And then we are going to get into it. Does the government work for us, or do we work for the government? Can the president use the military to arrest anyone he wants? Keep that person away from a judge and a jury, and lock him up for as long as he wants? Tonight. The Senate's dark and terrifying vision of the Constitution. Congress is supposed to work in public. That requirement is in the Constitution. It's there because the folks who wrote the Constitution had suffered long and hard under the British Privy Council, a secret group that advised the king and really ran his government. We know from the now defunct Super Committee and other times when Congress has locked its doors that government loves secrecy and hates transparency. 
Transparency forces the government to answer to us. Secrecy lets it steal our liberty and our property behind our backs. Last week, while our minds were naturally on family and turkey and football, the Senate Armed Services Committee decided to meet in secret. Behind closed doors, it drafted an amendment to the bill appropriating money to run the Pentagon. The amendment would permit the president to use the military for law enforcement purposes in the United States. This, of course, would present a radical departure from any use to which the military has been put in the memory of any Americans now living. The federal government used the military on a regular basis for law enforcement was at the end of Reconstruction in the South. The year was 1876. In fact, the deal to end Reconstruction resulted in the enactment of federal laws prohibiting the use of domestic, for domestic military purposes of American military, for domestic law enforcement purposes. This has been our law. This has been our custom. And this has been our set of values to which every president has adhered for 145 years. America, it is not for directing traffic that this legislation crafted in secret would authorize the president to use the military. Essentially, this legislation would enable the president to divert from the criminal justice system and thus to divert from the protections of the Constitution any person he pleases. And that person, under this terrifying bill, would have no recourse to a judge to require the president either to file charges against him or to set him free. Can you imagine an America in which you could lose all liberty from the presumption of innocence to the right to a lawyer, to fairness from the government, to a jury trial, simply because the president says you are dangerous. Well, nothing terrified or animated the founders more than that. The founders who wrote the Constitution had just won a war against a king who actually had less power than this legislation will give to American presidents. But to assure that the new government here would not do to Americans what the king had done and tried to do to the colonists, they wrote in the Constitution the now iconic guarantee of due process. The Fifth Amendment to the Constitution says, in plain and ordinary English, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Note, the founders used the word person. Thus, the requirement of due process must be accorded to all human beings restrained by the government, not just Americans, not just nice people, but all persons. When Lincoln tried to defy this during the Civil War, the Supreme Court rejected him and ruled that the Constitution guarantees its protections to everyone that the government restrains, no matter the crime, no matter the charge, no matter the evidence, no matter the alleged danger. Think about this. The members of Congress who crafted this secret legislation have all taken a public oath to uphold the Constitution, and yet they have worked behind closed doors to undermine it. If you hired someone to protect your liberty and that person actually weakened your liberty, wouldn't you fire him? Of course you would. America, if this legislation becomes law, it will be dangerous for everyone to be right when the government is wrong. It will be dangerous for all of us. Just consider what any president could get away with if this amendment becomes the law. Who would he make disappear first? Might it be you? From New York, defending freedom. So long, America. Judge Napolitano, you know, it's no coincidence that shortly after Barack Obama took the oath of office, the 
Oath Keepers, of which I'm a proud member, formed. We, the Oath Keepers, first former first responders, former first responders, law enforcement officials, former law enforcement officials, active duty military, retired military, former military personnel, officers and enlisted, we will obey no law that does not adhere strictly to the Constitution of the United States. We will not detain American citizens. We will not take up arms against American citizens. We will not attempt to confiscate their guns or illegally detain people. We are the Oath Keepers. Join us. Is it any wonder why groups like the Oath Keepers are formed? Is it any wonder why we have crazy, lunatic militia groups running around in the woods playing warrior? At this juncture, you know, I used to think, look at these guys. They're a bunch of clowns, a bunch of yahoos. Yeah, that guy was probably a private in the army before he was booted out. Oh, yeah, that guy was probably a sergeant before he got his dishonorable discharge, and now he's mad at the government. So now he's running around in the woods playing warrior and complaining that the government is taking away his freedom. Ha, 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 ha. Look at these morons. Look at these rednecks. Oh, yeah, I used to say it all. Ha. They probably went home after they left the military and lied about their service. I used to tell some of these guys, you know, I used to do things you you went home and lied about on leave. Well, I guess the laugh is on me now. I guess the laugh is on me and on you. Because as it turns out, a lot of those yahoos running around in the woods playing warrior, well, it seems they were right. U.S. citizens, U.S. citizens suspected of terrorism and caught on U.S. soil forfeit their rights to due process and the presumption of innocence underlining the Constitution. Imagine. See something, say something. I happen to own a farm in North Carolina, Ramsour, just over 400 acres. Got a lot of cows. Sometimes I need some fertilizer. Some hay. Five or six cow licks. I go and I grab my six cow licks. I order the hay. And I get my big barrel of fertilizer. I put it on back of the pickup truck. Dodge Ram. Keep on the farm. Somebody sees me with that big, big barrel of fertilizer. And they say, hmm, what's that Negro? Because this is North Carolina. What's that Negro doing with that big barrel of fertilizer? He gets on the phone and he calls Janet. Big sis. She says, are you sure you saw a Negro with... A big barrel of fertilizer? Hmm. 
Well, thank you, kind citizen, for informing on the Negro, and I'll get somebody right on it. Because the person saw something, so he said something. I'm driving on down the road, listening to Radio 1 on satellite radio, the disco station. And I get pulled over because I got a big barrel of fertilizer. And you know what fertilizer can be used for. Next thing you know, I'm being questioned. Well, you see, I got this farm and I got some cows and, you know, I need some fertilizer because, you know, I need the grass to grow so I can stop having to pay for all this damn hay. Oh, no. Next thing you know, y'all don't hear from me anymore. Off the air. Gone. Poof. I have been detained because I got a big barrel of fertilizer. And I've been saying things bad about Obama on Blog Talk Radio. What are you going to do with that fertilizer? And we know... That you have a radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And you're not all that kind of commander-in-chief. So we're just going to detain you for a little while. Oh, don't worry about seeing a judge. Don't worry about calling your folks. We're just going to hold on to you for a little while because we can do that now. That's a danger. Now, of course, I've demonstrated absurdity by being absurd. And I took that from my man, Rush Limbaugh. But it can't happen. It can happen to any of us. See something, say something. We all know that there are times when there are people who will see what they want to see out of fear. And it could happen to any one of us at any time. Now, the current position of the Senate is that an American citizen could be a would-be terrorist and that they need to give the president power to use the military or whatever means necessary to detain American citizens if we are deemed to be a threat to the United States of America or the government. So Congress has passed and the president just signed a bill that gives legal authority to the president to kidnap and perpetually imprison persons, including American citizens, without the benefit of due process. And so it begins. Indeed, Toddy Lightman writes, y'all remember Waco. And I'm glad that Toddy brought that up. Because your humble host, Dr. Jones here, has a military background. And I've got enough of an arsenal for a small army or a marine brigade. Now, they're all legal, all bought over a series, a number of years. But what again, if someone takes a look and says, well, he's out on a farm in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. He's got the big barrel of fertilizer and a whole bunch of guns. 
the ATF gets involved, comes to my house, and they want to know, why do you have so many guns and rifles and such? Let me tell you a short story before we get on here. I was a young Marine, a young corporal in the Marine Corps. The year was 1980. I came home on leave, and I started bragging to an associate, not someone I knew very well, that I just left Quantico where I taught some officer candidates how to throw a grenade, throw grenades. And one of the candidates didn't let go of the grenade and blew his hand clean off. And so this conversation about grenades took an ugly turn because little did I know that this young person, uncle, was a detective on the Chicago police force. He went and told his detective uncle that I had live grenades. He got that based on a conversation that I had with him. Now, I in no way implied that I had live grenades home on leave with me. I would never say something so stupid, not even as an 18-year-old corporal. But somehow, that's how it got out. Now, later on that night, I received a mysterious phone call. This is a true story. Asking if I were home. I said, yes, I'm home. This is, uh, this is Corporal Jones. Yes, it's Corporal Jones. I'm here. Click. The phone went dead. This was 1980, folks. I paid no attention. I went back and laid down on the couch. About 30 minutes later, there was a knock on the door. You know the kind, Southern Sense. The kind of knock that comes at the door. When there's a bunch of cops outside your door. You know that knock? Yeah, that knock. I got up, somewhat dreary-eyed, and opened the door. There were like... 15, 20 cops outside my house, detectives, plainclothes cops, um, uniformed cops. They pushed me back against the door, told me to sit down, and cuffed me to a chair. Then they went throughout my house and ransacked my house. This is my mother's house. Thank God my parents weren't home at the time. They went through the house and asking me constantly, where are the grenades? We were told that you, that you have grenades in this house. We have an informant who informed that you have grenades. Where are the grenades? I told them I didn't have any grenades, and I, I don't know anybody who said I had any. Where is this coming from? Anyway, to shorten up the story because I have a call on the line, they didn't find any grenades in my house. And they left my house without even apologizing. Uncuffed me from the chair and left. Imagine, fast forward to now, where it's much, much worse. All because I had a conversation 
with someone I hardly knew who wanted to make some brownie points with his uncle and went and told him that I had grenades in my house. See something, say something, nearly 30, well, just 30 years ago. If it can happen then, it can certainly happen now. I have a call on the line. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Caller, you're on. Oh, oh, my well. mic wasn't on. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> okay. Hey, Doc, how you doing? It's, hey. it's Toddy. Hey, I just wanted hey, to Doc. put this in here since you're bringing this up. Um, I popped in a little link. That's the form you use when the national government um, um, messes with you. Okay? So mm-hmm. this is how you start the process. And all I can say is I've been in I've been in what you're talking about. I've been in the middle of, of having them, you know, looking and that kind of thing. And I've been doing this a long time. And the thing is, is that I've been hearing for a long time. They're going to put us in camps. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And they always had some legislation that went through and said certain things, and everybody got excited. The funny thing is every time I go back to it, I find an exemption. I find something there. And what I see happening most of the time is you've got a group of elitists in Washington, progressive elitists, because we practically only have one party now. And what they're doing is they're bringing up these things on the floor to see what the panic level of the people is. Well, and, they yeah. pull, and, and they're using that against us. They're making sure that we panic. They're making sure that something happens because if we panic and just one of us goes off and does something dumb, there's your martial law. There is no election. You're exactly it's, right. It's that simple. And that's been, see, even though I know you weren't doing nothing wrong in that, I'm not, none of us, but the fact is, is that they just need that one excuse. You're you're exactly right, and I couldn't agree more. And they're looking for it. They're they're actually sowing the seeds right now. Exactly. You know, and and I think it's a reason why uh, President Obama isn't worried about, you know, whether he'll win re-election. You know, at the end of the year, he'll come up with an excuse if he can to declare, you know, uh, 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 to suspend elections or declare martial law. This is easy. We're going to have occupy the polling place. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then and 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 then the, the uh, violence will break out. Exactly. The, ele- the elections will be suspended because there'll be uh, chaos in polling places. You know what? You you came up with. I mean, I'm I'm shocked because to from to my mind, I mean, it's a brilliant strategy. Well, I see. This is the thing. I've been watching this for a long time. I didn't know it was the progressives until Glenn Beck came along. But I've been yeah. watching all this stuff I couldn't make sense of, and then he gave me the piece that helped make it all help it all make sense. Yeah. And now that now it's like the map just lays out, and you can see where they're going. You can see why they make sure that we think certain things. The Federal Reserve for one. Um, uh, the idea of the Illuminati for another. I mean, all of these things are part of the same game. Because yeah. it keeps us it keeps us dispersed. It keeps us uh, from being able to to focus and enforce our constitution, enforce the fact that we're over the government, enforce the limits on the government that are in the constitution. We're completely just just not even carrying on any of that. Uh, think real quick. Remember the Black Panthers thing? Yeah. Where the guys the guys with the nightsticks. There's your yeah. first occupy the polling place. You're exactly okay? yeah. Go okay. ahead. So now here so now here we are. 
and they've already got their test case done. They saw the American people didn't force a prosecution, didn't force those guys to go to prison, didn't force anything. Yeah, a, a holder declined to prosecute because uh, it wasn't a serious case. And you know what? Here, I I can see it right now. A, 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 a an organized Occupy the polling places. Um, all across America, uh, the the election process is disrupted. The election is suspended. Obama declares martial law. Blah blah blah. Exactly. We have one more call on the line. Caller eight, you stay right there, uh, uh, Toddy. We have eight eight four three. Uh, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, how you oh, doing? There you are. There you are. How you doing? I almost didn't recognize the, uh, the 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 area code. Go ahead. We've got less than three minutes. Oh man, uh, honestly, uh, there's certain police departments that completely ignore the letter of the law. And I have to tell you, as a cop in New York, unless you had a warrant and you presented the warrant, that search was completely illegal. I'm surprised that you did not even go further to sue them for the illegal search and seizures. Uh, When I hear stuff like this, it just gets my blood boiling. Honestly, uh, 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 Southern, I'm going to tell you, I was 18 years old. I was half asleep. I I don't know. I can't honestly tell you whether they had a warrant or not. I mean, they just barged in and cuffed me to a, to my kitchen chair. It was a wooden, See, now, it was a wooden chair. Back, I don't know what the deal with that Back was. in 1980, yeah. we would have had to fill out a form stating that we had arrested you because we placed handcuffs on you. This is New York, Correct. New York City. Yeah. You had to, you had to fur, turn around and explain why you voided the arrest. You yeah. know, they didn't even do that. It was a completely illegal search, seizure, and arrest. And man, you could have had them by the cojones. You know how you establish you're arrested? You know how you establish that you're arrested? You just look Mm. at the officer and say, am I free to go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when he says no, you're arrested. Well, you're under the legal definition. And at that point, you have the lawsuits galore. You have, and everybody's responsible at that point. I wish that I'd had you guys around. When I was according to New York old. City, though, according to New York City, you put the handcuffs on them; they're under arrest. Yeah, yes. they, that's they, the way it is everywhere. But 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 people aren't taught that. This whole reason for this detention thing is that obfuscates the whole warrant issue, because it's not the exact word in the Constitution. That's what they do. They play word games. Yeah, they do. They do. And and a young guy like me, you know, it was like it was like. Eleven thirty, twelve at night. I recall that, and you know them just barging in the house and, and consistently asking me where the grenades are. It was it was a surreal scene, and you know what? I, honestly, I didn't even tell my parents. I cleaned that place up. I squared the place away. I didn't tell my parents because they would have been upset. And uh, you know, I, I I told a few people over the years this story, but not very many. And uh, I, I thought it was uh, appropriate to share it, given uh, you know the topic for the night. But uh, it was—it's a true story. It happened just that way, and uh, you know I thought I'd put it out there. Now, but, it's, go ahead. It's a great story. It's a great story. See you later, Doc. I know we gotta right. go. Thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate you calling. Thank everyone for listening tonight. We have 30 seconds left, and then we're out. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, come back tomorrow. We'll talk more about a lot of the stuff that's going on with this new law. I mean, it's really important that we that we talk about this. Hopefully, some of the other blog talk um, 
uh, uh, host will get into it as well. Good night, folks. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We are out. When you walk through the garden, you got to watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track. If you walk with Jesus, He's gonna save your soul. You gotta keep the devil way down in the hole. He's got the fire and the fury at His command. Well, you don't have to worry. Jesus' hand We'll all be safe from Satan When the thunder rolls We just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole